þú ert að hlusta á alvarpið á nútímanum. Last week, um, did the clap help or you don't need it? We probably need it. Do you want to do it now? Okay, on the count of three. One, One two, two, three. three. Again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on the count of three. One, One two, two, three. three. That was... Why do we... Okay, I, I know how we do this. How? So no one told you life was gonna be this way. <laughs> 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 so I guess there's a, like a tiny bit, it's like a, a, a one quarter of a second delay between us right now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. You, you managed to sync it pretty well last week. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm glad. I wasn't sure if I did. Yeah, I, mm. I listened to it. It was it was good. There was like a weird buzz in some of it, but um... yeah, that's why I'm taping it both on the uh, the Zoom machine and on the on the computer now. So Aha. I'm gonna see which one works better. Aha! Look at you, you tech whiz. Yes, I am a man. You are a man. And how has manly man been in manly Berlin? Oh, Berlin is so manly. <laughs> um. I've been I've been living like a king. Yeah. Really. Um I'm I'm kind of getting uh I'm I'm kind of like liking the city. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, I've been like every day I eat like a foodie. I go on Google or and just say where is the closest awesome uh, five star food? Yeah, and it tells me. So I've been eating at different restaurants every day. Like I begin the day with eating at a, like a, a a fancy brunch, and then I have a fancy dinner somewhere. It's just so cheap. Yeah, and there are so many restaurants. So I've been just yeah, I've been adding to my palate. So by the time you come back to Reykjavik, you will be an intolerable foodie. I will be a disgusting human being saying, oh, come on, really, look at this, <laughs> look at the situation right here. Yeah, they'll say, this... what's what's wrong with Tunfisk Salat? <laughs> it's not, it's, I'm, no wonder we voted Framsoknaflokkurinn, we have no imagination, we have been poisoned by unimaginative food. Oh man, I miss, and I miss great coffee sometimes. Yeah, there's no good coffee in Iceland. No, there really isn't. There really is not. And actually, if you if you finally get to Australia, get to Melbourne and you will have the best coffee in the world. Uh, yes, I have had some good cups of coffee. I'm I, I but I'm I kind of have convinced myself. I had an argument about this in my other podcast one time to my other podcast husband. Yeah. Uh, we I don't need to, to talk about him. That's fine. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
when I said, there's no such thing as a good cup of coffee. All coffee tastes bad. Uh, Some coffee cups taste slightly less bad than others, and we call them good cups. It's bullshit. Mm, I disagree we're with only, you. We're only in it for the buzz. Nah, really, we are. Nah, you see, see, here's here's where we differ because nobody I, drinks coffee for the taste. Yeah, well, I I'm from the rest of the world, uh, and uh, and I come from a city where we are regularly voted. We like I think it's five years in a row. Melbourne has been voted as having the best coffee in the entire world. So I yeah. I know what good coffee tastes like. So I am yeah. I I just I just wake up every day to a massive cup of disappointment here in Iceland. Yeah, well, yeah, and I come from a country where we are really like one of the best whale hunters in the world. And <laughs> I mean, I so when other people are talking about how immoral that is, you don't know what you're talking about because we're the one who are hunting the whales. But. Uh, uh, but the thing is, would you drink coffee? Would anyone drink coffee if it had never had the whole caffeine thing? Mm, that's a real. Well, I actually really enjoy the smell of coffee, and and I do enjoy the taste. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I enjoy the smell of Mariana, but uh, it's not the smell is not the reason why yeah. people use Mariana. Well, I actually I drink coffee because I mean I do get the caffeine kick out of it, but it is the taste and the smell that allure me. But however, I do often think about like the first person to actually take a coffee bean and go, you know what? I'm going to put this on fire and then I'm going to crush it. And then I'm going to put water through it. And then I'm going to drink that. Like who decided that? <laughs> yeah. Cause it's and quite a process. Who, who, who looked at the cow and said, Hmm, I want to drink these, like p- penis shaped things hanging yeah. from that animals uh, huge ball sack I guess I'm going to drink the white stuff okay. that comes out of that Exactly and here's another one like look at chicken eggs like the first person <laughs> to look at oh that thing that just came out of that chicken's vagina I bet I could eat that <laughs> <laughs> We eat- we, we eat a lot of things that come out of vagina. We so. do, we do, we do. I bet I could eat that. I bet I could eat that. Cause, cause the, the, it's the, called snowballing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're there already. Uh, I guess, and on that note, let's point out, I'm an Australian. And I am an Icelander. And this is... Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how that turns out because it was kind of like the Iceland clap there. Um, yeah. I, so I'm just going to plug one thing while we're there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I'm going to stop eating those peanuts. But I know podcast listeners hate people eating mm-hmm. and podcasting at the same time and also they're drying my throat. Yeah. Uh, there, you can buy uh, an official Hulegur Daxon uh, t-shirt on Daxon.com. It's a picture of one of my stick figures wearing an Icelandic uh, football uh, co- uniform and and saying who. Saying now, who? 
Yeah, saying who? Like the, we did in the football thingy yes. that I'm already forgetting about. Ah, but, I, you know, I would. Uh, I, I think I would like that T-shirt. Yeah, I'll get you one. Ah, nice, nice. I just sorry, uh, I just got distracted because I got asked a um for for one of our segments. I got sent a message for something that a, a fan wants us to do. So we're I'm gonna wait till that that comes okay. up. Looking forward. We will actually have to do this like we have to finish in like 40 minutes or so because I'm going on a... Um, I'm, I have a gig tonight. Uh, <laughs> you have a gig or a date? A gig. A gig. <laughs> yes, you're, you're painting the town. It did, it did sound like I had a date. I have like, a... No, um, no, no. Um, gig. That's right. That's right. I have <laughs> yes. a gig. All right. Well, then I, let's let's get. I am not sexually attractive. I'm just a comedian. <laughs> um, well, oh, let's don't ruin my image with being sexy. Well, let's let. Well, I mean that's Operation Sex God. But let's get straight into it. How about it's your turn to go first with embarrassment of the week. The embarrassment of the week. Well. As you know, yeah, uh, I, I decided I was going to have my summer vacation by spending a month in the cultural city of Berlin. Uh-huh. Order, and I ordered the ticket and I paid for it all the time while forgetting that my parents spend their summers in Berlin. Yes. So I'm spending a, more time with my parents than... I, in the last two weeks, I've been spending more time with my parents than I have in... Um, you know, in a, three or four regular months in, in Iceland. So, uh, well, they, they kind of, they're just using uh, the opportunity to just, while I'm stuck in the same country with them, to uh, uh, hang around with me as much as they can. I'm making it sound like a living hell. It is not. They mm-hmm. are fun people and I love them. I'm just being, uh, I'm just, uh, just serving my purpose as uh, a... A child. You know, there's there's no way they listen to this podcast. You know that, right? Yeah, they do not know what a podcast is. No, no. So you don't have to say they're fun people. Yeah, but they, I mean, I'm, well, credit is due where credit is due. All right, all right. Uh, Okay. uh, And they're they're not bad people. And uh, of course, they can be uh, a bit Mm parenty in the way that, you know, all parents are. Uh, They all have something. Uh-huh. And uh, and yeah, I went to dinner with them uh, like a, a week and a half ago, and or a week, like a week ago, and I said, and uh, and they knew I was doing a show the day after. Yeah. Uh, and as they said, oh, we should come, uh, and they already came to the the comedy festival where we are were. Yeah. So I said, oh, you don't need to do that. Just please don't do that. Because it was like, it was a small gig, really. And I, for me, it was just me, you know. I, if I, my parents come to a gig, I wanted to at least just come to a gig where there's, uh, it's gonna definitely going to be a hit. Yeah, and, and you were only doing five minutes. So Yeah, yeah. well, I was, doing, I was doing ten minutes, actually. But uh-huh. it, still, still, it was kind of a... Uh, you know, it was uh, it was a really small room, but it was a really good room as well. Yeah. However, um, I came. I said, just please come. It's just it's basically like me doing band practice. You don't have to come at band practice. I mean, being a comedian, you just have to take every gig you get because you can't practice at home. You have to do it in front of the audience. So 
I, I try to explain that to them and, and also like you don't have to come to every show I do here in Berlin. I'm just I'm just uh, I'm just uh, exercising my comedy muscle and just yep. just come come to my special when that happens. Yeah. Uh, and but they came anyway and it uh, when, I, when I had bicycled all the way over there and uh, uh, I was just going over my um, possible set I hadn't decided what I was going to say but they were there and they when they when I saw them I was like oh god damn it and for some reason I got really really annoyed and I suddenly turned into a like super annoying teenager like I told you not to come man I was kind of just being a, a little bitchy to them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I had no reason to do it because as as it happened, uh, the fact that they were there created at least uh, one um, one minute of extra jokes for me on stage because I made a joke about it. And so it was to my benefit that they were there. So my... Embarrassment is me being a uh, thirteen-year-old all over again Aww. while being thirty-eight-year-old. Aww, you poor, poor thing. Yeah, well, okay. Well, get back to yours is better. No, uh, I don't know if mine is is that much better. I've I've had an interesting week. It's been it's been. I did my first bartending shift at Kiki last weekend. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, so you. So you saw the madness with clear I eyes. have decided that Icelandic women between the ages of 20 and 24 when they are drunk are the worst human beings on the planet. Uh, they are just the worst. <laughs> they are so ob- obnoxious, um, incoherent. The amount of times that they would just... Like, I, th- I think I have a reasonable grasp of the Icelandic language that I can get by in like a customer service situation. And they, drunk Icelandic is something else. It just really, like, like for those that don't know, the word, the Icelandic word for shot is um, squat. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And so they would just come to the bar and go, squat. And I'd go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I'd squat. Yeah, good for squat. <laughs> and I'd say, yeah, but of what? Squat. Just give them an opal. Everybody loves opal. Uh, well, and I've actually, I, I think it's opal and topaz. And oh, uh, I hate those drinks. I think they're disgusting. They are. They have a salty aftertaste. You may as well drink cum. It is. Well, I f- yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. I'm not going to make any joke there. But, no. Uh, uh, but opal and topaz are. Uh, uh, to me, a crime against alcohol. Just yeah, like they are. Cigarettes. But menthol cigarettes are a crime against c- uh, tobacco, uh, and opal and uh, and topaz is a crime against alcohol. It should it not taste like this. Yeah, it's disgusting shit. And they are just. But it's a, it's a it's a default shot in Iceland. Yeah. If whenever ever somebody like goes like, hey, who look at Jackson? There's a cup of scotch on there. Yeah. And they buy me a shot. Uh, it's I always have to like stop them. In the middle of it, okay, and ekki, ekki opal or ekki topas, yeah. or tequila, uh, vodka, uh, uh, whiskey. Yeah, I, and that's that's what when they say you, I want a shot. Don't you understand? And they always go, uh, and actually, the amount of, of girls who would just start rambling this whole thing about their night, and I would just, I'd let them finish. Mm-hmm. I would like just like Kanye, I'ma let you finish. 
Um, yeah. I would I would let them tell well, me. <laughs> but he didn't let no, them finish. No, he did that's, that's what can <laughs> But I would, I loved it. I would let them do their whole thing about their night. And then I'd go, I don't speak Icelandic. Um, oh, and, then, and then they would start again and go, no, no, I don't care either. Um, <laughs> that's good. But that's not my embarrassment. Week. I just thought I would point out um, that Icelandic drunk women between the ages of 22 and 24 are the worst people on the face of the planet. Uh, but my embarrassment of, of the week um, involves the fact that on Tuesday, so we're about to go into Pride Week, uh, and mm-hmm. on Tuesday next week, I, as, you, as some people know and as you know, I host the monthly drag show that happens here in Iceland. Dragsur. Uh, uh, and I, I host it every month. And the biggest one ever is going to happen on Tuesday as part of Pride. It's going to be at Irno, which is a big venue. Um, it's right. it's going to be their biggest one yet. And I haven't told anyone in the, in the media this, so this is an exclusive, an Australia exclusive. I have been asked if I could host the show in drag. Uh, yeah. And uh, you knew this, but I didn't tell I anyone. Yeah. I haven't told anyone this. And my embarrassment of the week is that I have been madly getting all of my drag stuff together. And I never realized this about myself, but my drag persona is kind of a prude. Because every time. So I spent a whole day today with a wonderful um, makeup artist and a great friend of mine, Katla who happens to have the same name as a volcano that if it ever went off, goodbye Europe. Um, uh, and, and, and we were looking at clothes. We were looking at different items and everything she showed me, I was like, too slutty. No, that's too short. Yeah. No, yeah, that's... Yeah. I am... I'm actually... Uh, f- first of all, uh, I'm going to let you finish. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> uh, I think it makes sense that your drag persona is a prude, and also, yeah, it sounds like a like a but just a breath of fresh air because not a lot of them are. Yeah, well, I mean, most most queens like to show a little bit of skin, but I'm see, I was in there, I was looking for a ball gown. I was looking. Mm-hmm. I I said the the shop assistant said to me, "What are you wanting specifically?" And I said, "I want Michelle Obama on a shoestring." <laughs> That's great. I want, I want Michelle Obama chic. I want to look like the first lady, and that's what I was drawn to. Was that kind of, you know, the Democrat convention, the Republican convention, kind of, you know, with a little jacket. They've always got a jacket on. I think um, it's very creative, and it's. Uh, I haven't seen many drag shows, but it doesn't sound like anything I've seen. Well, I'm still, I'm still trying to find, and basically I'm just going to be telling, you know, I'm going to be a comedian in drag hosting, yeah. hosting this thing. But my embarrassment of the week is I thought I would be all in for the skin is in, but I am just a, a, um, uh, yeah, I'm a prude. I have a drag name. It's, uh, let me, uh, it, what was it? It was Denise Spitz. Yes. Cause the bitch don't swallow. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so look out for Denise Spitz premiering this Tuesday at uh, Dragsvur at Irno. I got a, I got a, a, a pretty proud of the joke I made on the Facebook chat today when you said, P.S. My heels have arrived. Yeah. <laughs> and, 
Ah. And, I said, and I said, that sounds like the title of the sequel to the movie Too Too Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newman. Yeah. And I was so proud of it. <laughs> it was really the reference, it was, it's a thinker, but it's, it makes sense. <laughs> P.S. My heels have arrived. It's going to be, yeah. it's going to be. The long, the long awaited sequel to Too Wong Fu. <laughs> Except we can't because Patrick Swayze's dead. Aww. Yeah, they will just, they will just, uh, then maybe it's about him being dead and there, uh, <gasps> try to spread his ashes. Yes. Oh, it just writes itself, doesn't it? Yes, yes, I should work in Hollywood. And then they, they travel, it's a road trip movie and they travel across America and they bump into all of these drag personas who've become really famous and they're for, oh my God, we're, we're doing this. This is going to happen. Just like everyone who's ever done cocaine has said, this is a great idea. Um, <laughs> oh my god, that's good. I never, I never saw that movie though. I just saw the Priscilla one. Oh, um, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Yes. 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 Was too long for? Was it a good one? I liked it. I really liked it. Um, and John Leguizamo was amazing in that movie. Oh yeah, I bet he. I bet he was. Uh, he was. He was, he was Puerto Rican street queen realness. Like you know, when oh, I do yeah. my my Puerto Rican, it. it I think it. Is a little bit like when I'm like, oh, papi, when are you going to make me a, an honest woman? You know, it just, uh, <laughs> I've been thinking, <laughs> you're going to have to take care of me. Um, yeah. It, did, it, did, did they cast Patrick Swayze in that movie because he has the manliest chin of all time? I don't know, but and, Wesley and Snipes. Look very... <laughs> oh, Wesley Snipes was incredible in that movie. However, and I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. It did not do anything for Serena Williams. Um, they kind okay. Wesley Snipes in drag kind of looks like Serena Williams. I am not touching that with a ten foot. <laughs> That's all right. I've already gotten in enough trouble this week for you know insulting people with face tattoos. Uh, <laughs> really? Did you not see oh, it? Yeah, I saw. I saw that. But I mean. If you're going to have face tattoos, you're going to have to deal with comedians tweeting about it. Yeah, well, here was the thing, right? Um, Bilka, who definitely exists, um, and I were at Lebowski using our Lebowski vouchers. For those who don't live in Iceland, Lebowski is a movie-themed bar um, that serves burgers yeah. and white themed Russians. on one movie. On one movie. It is a yes. one movie-themed bar. Um, and we were, we were there and I was telling Bill Gates, you're so good at Twitter. Um, you know, I need to get better at Twitter as a comedian cause I'm, I'm better on Facebook. Uh, and I think it's impressive when an Icelander is good at Twitter because you've got 140 characters and some of your words are 140 characters long. Um, true, true. and, uh, and, and she was like, well, the next time you have a funny thought, just share it. And I saw a man with two teardrop tattoos in on on his face sitting near me and that was the light bulb moment of that's a funny thought Jono why don't you share it with the world and I said I wonder if when people get face tattoos they realize they will be judged for the rest of their life um and uh <laughs> look I mean, actually this joke isn't even insulting because no. It's true. Mm-hmm. They will be judged. You're not saying they deserve to be judged. And I'm not saying I think they're because shit. Because humanity is an asshole. Exactly. Exactly. It was a comment on people rather than the people with the face tattoos. 
And uh, then apparently, you know, I was racist because I was, uh, I was discounting the Maori people and the Polynesians and the people who have culturally relevant facial tattoos, even though I didn't mention those people in this tweet. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, uh, well, the Maori people, they, are, I mean, if it's, uh, what you call it, ethnic thing and, you know, a tribal thing, an yeah. actual tribal thing, not like the tribal douchebag thing, um, then it's, then it's kind of cool. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think those people get judged. I think they're like, oh, wow, you have like, you're really in touch with your cultural heritage. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. when I see somebody with a, with a teardrop, I go, how many people in prison did you kill? Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, I think that's a that's I mean, a no brainer. I mean, uh, Rastafaris. Yeah, uh, they have uh, dreadlocks. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But if white people have dreadlocks, yeah, I judge I will, them too. I will, I will judge judge them. Yeah, because it's uh, it's a cultural contrast thing, and it's they look true. stupid. I know, but we're and, entering into a weird and they territory here. To make, they do deserve. To be judged, white people with yeah. dreadlocks. Yeah, white I people mean, with dreadlocks. Calm it's... the fuck on. Wow, calm down, Beyonce. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I and... didn't even have it. I didn't even have a joke. It was it was pure hatred. Right and I've there. I've learned. I'm not proud of it. I never learn. I've learned. I should have learned from the past. This one time, I was in a salad bar in Australia, and I was hearing "Who Run the World, Girls" for like the nineteenth time that day. And I made a comment on Facebook um, because I actually looked up how many people it took to write that song. Um, And uh, it was it was quite a few. Uh, And then I just so happened it it was it was the same time that a new Björk album had come out. And I made a comment on, you know, um, Beyonce, uh, this many writers. And these are the lyrics who run the world girls who run the world girls who run the world girls. And then I was like, and Björk, one songwriter, and uses words like tectonic. Uh, yeah, that's kind of, that's pretty cool. Uh, however... I can, I, I can see, you, you got a lot of hatred for that. I did, because you're not allowed to touch Beyonce, because she is Jesus, apparently. And you, I was you, racist. You do not mess with the end. I was racist. Oh, you weren't racist. I was, because apparently I was making fun, because I think I, I mentioned that there wasn't great grammar in there as well. And and um, oh, someone felt that they well, needed to. Mm. Whoever pointed that out, he or she is the racist because apparently that is what he or she was looking for. Yes. Uh, yes. With her, her his subconscious. Yes. I'm gonna let you finish, but I think we should stop because I think that person <laughs> may listen to this podcast. <laughs> 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 It will come back to haunt me. <laughs> but anyway, um, that was our embarrassment of the week, and we've got to rush through this because you have an um gig to get to. Uh, yes. So let's go straight to our next segment, which is gay it to be straight. straight. Uh, wow, we've got um, we got some. I actually have a um, I've got a a, a, a listener gay it to me straight question. Cool. And is that it is a gay, gay question or a straight question? It's both. It's both. Okay. Gays versus straights. How do you measure your penis? Interesting. Mm. How do we measure? How? But how? Like physically? 
like what is your method because you know i mean i i i obviously you've never been sent dick pics that i know of um but you know i have not been sent dick pics no some people take pictures of of their penis next to objects you know for size like if it's a pepsi max bottle you know there you go oh wow it's bigger than a pepsi max bottle not gonna sit on that yeah, but uh, I would only send dick pics to someone who has already seen my dick. Okay. Well, I actually have my answer to this question. Okay. I am I am in my 31st year of life, and I have never measured my penis. Okay. I have never even been curious. No. No, that's a healthy thing, I would because, think. Because I just, I guess also being a gay man, I know, like... It's just like when you're in, when you're naked with another man and you're in a room with them and then you both have erections, you just go, either mine is bigger or yours is bigger. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought about that. That And if you focus on it too much, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would be so much harder, uh, no pun intended, so much harder to, uh, you know, be uh, participating in uh, gay male sex if... You would be, what is that word? Um, compet- if you had, if, if it was uh, self self conscious. No, uh, like being competition, like you know. a competitive, competitive. Yeah. 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 If you be, if you be competitive, that would be, I guess, that would be put a whole new thing to the whole experience. Yeah. Well, because I mean, and then in, if, in, if you. In, if you're in group sex and you happen to be the smaller of the three, that could be a whole other level of inferiority oh, complex right yeah, there. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And and then you've got to throw into it as well that there are tops and bottoms. So can you imagine like there there are couplings um, out there where one of them has the larger penis, but they only want to be penetrated. Yeah. And no, often. No, but, Often people that, who are bottoms want a big one inside yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, so I've learned. But uh, and you told me, but that doesn't really matter that much. It's just... Sometimes it does. I have, a, I have a, a good friend who is a total bottom and he has a massive dick. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he constantly talks about it as, you know, it is a, it is a, you know, a waste uh, and, and, and he's, it, in my opinion, he's constantly searching for one bigger than his, and I just don't think he's going to find it. Well, uh, good luck to him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you, how do you measure yours? I mean, I've, I've actually never measured my penis, uh, either, mm-hmm. but it ha- but, uh, I, I, the, my penis has been measured by other people. Oh, oh, go on. So it's uh, so it's more of like a sex. It's almost like a sex game, or you know, you're being comfortable with the person you're having sex with. Either if you're in, either you're in a relationship or just a fuck buddy or whatever. Okay, so forgive uh, me, forgive me for using my um, scientific analytic brain, but for somebody you're having sex with to want to measure it, there's an yeah. anomaly there, right? Uh, will you please shut the fuck up? <laughs> yes, I'll shut up. Uh, <laughs> there, uh, <laughs> my, 
There have been girls who have wanted to uh, just uh, know the exact size, just yeah. for, uh, I guess, fun. Uh-huh. And so they take care of it, and it's a fun experience in the bedroom, I gotta say. It is, to have it measured. Yes. Ah. And I guess you learn, you gain something out of it, because then you have some statistics you can use. I- I do have the numbers in my head, yes. That is, that is, no. I'm not going to ask you for them. I do not wish to know. Um, that is, <clears throat> that is, I prefer the mystery. Um, Next question. Yes. <laughs> well, that was, that was gay to me straight. We're, we're breezing <laughs> through this today. Okay, yes. Yeah, so, so, yeah, it was a double. It was a double gay to me straight. It was, unless you actually had one prepared. Um, not a really good one. So I'll just save it for later. Oh, I'd like to hear your bad one. Um, I was actually hanging out with a couple of female friends today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I I was I was telling them about this podcast, and I said, hey, I have this segment called Gay to Me Straight. Do you have any questions for a gay man? And uh, yeah, one of them said, okay, so um, uh, do do you do gay men find the vagina to be disgusting? And I think we've touched on that subject, but I told her that yeah but he actually had sex with a lot of women when he was 18 which makes him a better heterosexual than i was when i was 18 yeah uh, but uh and as then she said okay so but then you know he realized he was gay and he came out so i'm thinking how did you manage well here's the thing how did you get even a boner? If uh, I mean, I, oh. I, I it's one thing I'm learning, you know. Yeah. I've been learning this through our podcast and also when I was uh, doing this thing for Roust uh, uh, National Radio Station in Iceland, when I had uh, a show called Kinley Quister, which was about like sex and sexuality and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I learned it's never a simple thing and you can never kind of generalize about these things. But still, me being in my simple sexuality, I am curious, how can okay. I manage? Well, here's something that I can share with you that is from recent times. Um, so back then, the, sim- the, quite, the simple answer is people can do amazing things when they're pressured to. Um, and I was pressured to fit in, and it was something that I just needed to do um, in order to survive. Uh, and also, at the age of 18, you can get turned on by a tree. You know, like you, yeah, if yeah, you if I you guess. just lead yourself to believe it's attractive enough, then you can do it. Um, and a whole a whole works, a whole is a whole. <laughs> oh my god, that doesn't explain anything to me. No, but like, how did I how did I do? It? Like, it was it was more like a, a passion thing, and and the sensation of the penis going inside something yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. overrides. Okay, I the get fact that. that I remember I remember just thinking of okay how. Where can I put this? I was thinking yeah. of, you know, yeah. there weren't a lot of watermelons in Iceland back then. So However, I, yeah. <laughs> However, I will say this. I am rec- I've recently been working on a top secret project in which I've had to research porn. Right. Uh, I can't say much more about that, um, but I just well, have... curious. Yeah, know. yeah. Well, it'll be something I have to tell you off air. Um, but I, I've had to research porn and I've been watching, um, both gay and straight porn as part of this process. And I actually think, um, I'm, I, I am 100, I'm a gay man, right? Yeah, I know. But I think 
as I've gotten older, my my bisexuality in terms of finding things hot has risen. Because when I've I, in this past week, really? I've been seeing some straight porn. I've been seeing men like going down on women and the little vagina moving around, and I've gone. That is actually quite erotic and and exciting and hot. I don't know that I would do it. Um, no. I think. I think the tastes and the smells might, you know, change things for me. Um, but, um, but you know, I have I have found while I've been watching straight porn in this last week uh, that it is something I probably could masturbate to. Right. Okay. That's good to know. If you're ever stuck in a post-apocalyptic gay bashing uh, situation where they have eliminated all the gay porn, then you can. Actually, uh, masturbate to the In a post-apocalyptic part. situation, I probably could have sex with a woman. I mean, I've done it before. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and okay. probably, and, and actually, to be honest with you, I would I'd probably be really good at it because I'd be so concerned that I was bad at it that I would make sure that she, because I, I, I like, I always like the other person to finish first. Yeah. So. I think if. If I would, if I would have to have sex with a man in a like a situation, like there's nothing else on the menu. Yeah. I would, if I would, okay, then I'll just have to have sex with a man. I would actually do that as well. I would like, okay, then I'm gonna do it well. I mean, yeah. I gotta do my best. And I, I think, I think in the post-apocalyptic, because believe me, I've, I've thought about everything. I, I think it, <laughs> in, in the post-apocalyptic situation i think um i think actually on the desert island or whatever it is uh that uh that the woman and i would probably become really like best friends because you know we would know that we did it because we had to um yeah you know and 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 we'd probably have a laugh about it afterwards and maybe we would even get really good at it yeah you know, you yeah. know? like we kind of have this sort of weird relationship um yeah. Yeah, I, I see a movie there. Yeah, I see a movie. yeah, where yeah. it's like, oh, I, are you almost there? And because I, I actually like when it comes to being with a sexual partner, I find it quite a skill if you're regularly sleeping with someone to know exactly, okay, how do I get you there the quickest? That's, you know, once I work out your little buttons, I'm going to push them, push them, push them, push them. And, push them uh, real good. Push them real good, dear. <laughs> Um. <laughs> now, uh, I think uh, we have, I mean, did you have a straight question for me? Do I have a straight question for you? Yes, I did. I did. Um, so after you have completed the act with a lady in bed, sleeping Amen. next to me, um, <laughs> I, I have a question about wet patches. Wet patches? Because the gays, you know, sometimes, because we use lube, so, you know, there can be moisture. Um, mm -hmm. But we're normally, because we have, because the anus does not generally self-lubricate. Um, yeah. So, you know, we're usually a bit more careful about it. But, or sometimes you put a towel down. Okay, so you're talking about, you know, just bodily fluids in bed. No, I mean, like, afterwards... Do you find mm -hmm. that you're okay with just sleeping on the wet patch or do you both move to one side? Oh, well, uh, yeah, you know, if so the wet patch would be uh, her juices dripping. You're not familiar with it? 
Or are you talking about... Yeah, I'm familiar with it, but there are, are you talking about cum stains? No, cum stains dry. Wet yeah. patches seem to linger. Okay, yeah, so you're talking about the, the pussy juice. Yeah. Well, uh, that's... I mean, it's just... Yeah, absolutely. It's just a part of it. It's a really natural and normal part of it. So uh, if there's a wet patch in the... If there's like a puddle, a small puddle in the middle of the bed... I put uh, part of the bed sheets there, or like, yeah, or we move to, it depends on where it is. If it is in the middle of the bed where we're kind of both lying, we try to fix it with uh, with um, the covers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you just move away from it. It's just how, wherever it is. Uh-huh. I mean, it's not, uh, it's... It's not annoying. If anything, it's just a confirmation that everything went well. Well, I the reason I ask is because I just I sort of like uh, from my own crazy mind had this feeling that straight people are just okay with all the stuff that happens. You know, it's like oh, it's pussy juice. We'll just sleep in it. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's just pussy juice. It's not something unnatural like gay lube. Yeah, <laughs> it came from it came from my body. I'll just sleep all up in it. I'm gonna wipe it yeah. all over my body. Yeah, I was born this juice. I got a <laughs> Oh, I yeah. had a I had a great I line. Mommy juice. I had Mama a juice. I had a great line last night about uh, about about vaginas, and I even talked about my own mother's vagina. Hmm. Yes, in, in my show, The Minority Report with Bill Good Babylons, who totally exists, I said on stage that, you know, when, you know, when, uh, I think I've said this to you before, when some people talk about being gay as being a choice, and if you had met me as a child, you would say that child clearly had no say in the decision-making process. And I was like, <laughs> I was so gay, I came out of the vagina, and I looked back and went, I never need to go back there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then I was like, I was so gay, I redecorated while I was in the womb. And I redecorated <laughs> so much that my little brother had to be a cesarean. Um, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. He was a cesarean. Um, and he came out gay too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's another thing. Um, yeah. With you and your brother being both being gay. Yeah. I, it's, I've, it's, uh, I mean, I, I know many situations where the s- siblings are... Gay. Yes. Is it is it common or is it just me overthinking it? No, it is actually common. There's been a lot of studies that have gone into it. Um, when one male uh, twin is gay, the other is gay fifty percent of the time. Yeah, I I know a few. There's I, I, I know of at least two. Yeah, there's also um, there's also some studies, some theories that have gone into uh, the order of birth. Like the more man, the more males a woman gives birth to, the higher the chance of that child being gay. So right, if a right. woman has four boys, the fourth boy is going to have a, a dramatically higher chance of being gay than the first boy. And the theory is that the woman's body recognizes a male fetus as alien and tries to feminize it. Okay. Interesting. So, which Baldwin brother is gay then? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, know. there are four of them. Yeah, right? well, aren't they all just, as Family Guy has shown us, aren't they all just sucking on the tit of Alec? 
<laughs> this was Gate to Mistrade, so let's go to How, how to, to Speak, speak Australian. Australian. What you got for me this week, honey? I got something for you. Yep. And it's, uh, I got a hard one for you, Jonathan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got a hard one for you. Go. <laughs> it's, uh, what, what? What's so funny? Uh, it's it's uh, the word fegurdar fötlun or fegurdar fatlaður or fegurdar fötluð. Fegurdar fötluð. Yeah, it's an adjective uh, and it's not like, it's uh, it's a slang and it's a fegurð is beauty. Fegurð, yeah. Fötlun or fatlaður is handicapped. Beautiful handicap, beauty handicapped, beauty handicapped. So it's when you are so beautiful in the traditional Western way or whatever. It's a disability. The, it's a disability. It's a disability in a way that it has actually, even in some way, uh, altered your. Uh, your own evolution through life, right? It's uh, your own uh, throsky, um maturity. Um, because if you are extremely beautiful, like a uh, model beautiful, mm-hmm. then people will treat you different and then you will not know the hardships of life as us regular ugly ones do. And it will make you stupid in a way or even mean or annoying or whatever you can, the beauty the failure of earth and the beauty handicap ness is manifests in many many different uh, ways mm-hmm. but the, you can sometimes if you know very beautiful people you can see how they didn't have the same experiences as you because of being beautiful aha so how do you say it again yeah, that's a male thing. And then if it's a girl. And I want to ask you, you, do you know what I'm talking about? Do I know? Yeah, do you know? Does this ring any bells? Does this, uh, do you know of any people? Have you met? Oh, yeah, several. Like people who've never had to struggle because they're pretty. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many, so many. Like they just cruise on by in life. And actually, I've often said as a comedian, um, the easiest way to, to read, remember I told you reading? Mm-hmm. The easiest way to like get to the, the insecurities of a, an attractive person is to go after their intellect. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Because they've never had to use it. Yeah, they, they, it's, I mean, it sounds like a, <clears throat> a prejudice or something, or even like bitterness or jealousy towards beautiful people. I mean, we all love beautiful people because they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. We also all, all hate them because they're beautiful. But also beautiful uh, people are usually scared they might be stupid. Yeah, and for a reason, because they're often reminded of it and they haven't, because pain is what gives you experience and experience is what it gives you intelligence and so, when you don't experience pain you don't get intelligent therefore beautiful people are dumb <laughs> yes it's as simple as that <laughs> it is oh that's dusted we've done that one great now let's move on to socialism um <laughs> 
<laughs> no, let's talk about Israel. <laughs> yes, let's talk about Palestine. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, yours yours is much better than the one I was going to teach you. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a phrase this week. It's a very Australian phrase, uh, mm -hmm. and I actually want you to um, try and guess what it means. Okay. So crack a fat. Crack a fat. Yes. Open a beer. Nope. Uh, crack a fat. Uh, to uh, ejaculate. No, but you're on the right path. Okay, crack a fat to uh, f fuck somebody in the ass? Nope. <laughs> oh, I'm all out of ideas. To get an erection. Crack a fat, of course! <laughs> so, so, to crack a fat is... Uh, oh, oh, yeah, did you check him out on the, in his speedo? He just cracked a fat. <laughs> to get a Love. boner, crack a fat, crack a fat. I'll, I'll crack a fat. It, it might be my favorite one yet. Uh, I'm gonna let you now. You're gonna have to plug your stuff because I'm going to uh, the bathroom. Okay. So okay. yes, and go. So while Huli is going to the bathroom, if you enjoy the comedy stylings of myself, you can come and see me and Bill Gibabalons, who definitely exists in the Minority Report. Every Wednesday at Gokuren, starting at 9, usually beginning at 9.30, because in Iceland, people arrive late. Also, uh, during Pride Week, I'm going to be hosting Dragsugur, uh, which is the biggest drag show in this country. It will start at around 8pm at Ivno. Uh, you can also check me out in my own show called Australiana, which is a, a comedy cabaret uh, all about what it was like to grow up in Australia, what I miss, and ultimately why I left. It has Australian music that has been carefully selected by myself and remixed by the dance uh, duo Dusk. Are you back, Huli? I'm back, and I'm just going to use the opportunity to plug something I'm doing, which Go is Monday open mics something, Monday night mics, uh, next Monday here in Berlin. Mm -hmm. I'll be doing um, a few minutes on uh, on an open mic night, which will be at uh, a place called. Uh, You're bad at uh, this. Yes, I am, but it's at a street called Niemestrasse at number twenty-four. Ah, fuck it, it's on Facebook. <laughs> okay. So, so now um, it's time for the ants of agony. We have, we have uh, our first question today comes all the way from the internet. Uh, mm. And that question is, when does a beard become too much beard? Ah, that is a good question because you and I both are proud holders of beards. Yes, uh, uh, you were more of a twink before you came to Iceland. Well, which... if you say so, yeah. I, th I thought I thought you said so. I think I think it was actually you who told me I was a twig. But it's fine well, I, because I, because last night Bilke, who definitely exists, also said the same thing. Yeah. Well, you have said things like back in my twink days. Yeah, and stuff like I did that. have a twinky past. We all do. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> so I guess my past before the beard was my twinky past. You were you were kind of um, geek chic. 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah, now I'm more hipsterish. Like I guess. pictures, so, pictures of you as a hip, as a teenager. You and my ex husband could have been brothers, really. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's why you're hanging around with me because I remind you of your ex husband. Sorry, I went there. No, you don't remind me of him at all. You're not Dutch <laughs> or an emotional retard. Um, yes. <laughs> Boom. Back in the net. <laughs> It's nice guy and the bitch. <laughs> okay, uh, now, so, yeah, I, I, because the beard I'm uh, currently carrying is my is still my first beard. Ever? Uh, yeah, so I didn't, so it was not until I was 37 years old that I grew a beard. And I did it while uh, hanging out in... Um, in the middle of nowhere in Iceland, where there wasn't even a phone or an internet connection. I spent two weeks at a place called Galtarveti, which is a place I sometimes go to with a, with a few other artsy friends. Mm-hmm. And we hang out there in nature, uh, totally disconnected from uh, civilization. And that is where I grew my beard. And it came down the mountain, uh, a man, or like a, man, a, a boy with a man mask. That's what I call my beard, the man mask. So the beard is recent. It is. It is not. It's it's only. It's almost a year old. So it's not that much older than my beard. No. Oh. Our beards are babies. We have I, baby beards. I find it. I find it hard to imagine you without a beard. You never known me without a beard. But no, I haven't. Most of my life, I mean, I still. I'm. It's something. I'm working on my animated show, and my animated version of myself still has no beard, mainly because, you know, I don't want to draw any more than I have to. <laughs> uh, Nobody's and, uh, lazy in lazy town. And I remember my producer, Sigurjón, he said, when he saw me with a beard, he said, uh, is Cartoon Hulley going to have a beard now? Like, concerned? Yeah. And I said, no, no, don't worry, he, he will be shaven. And I thought, okay, good. I know, <laughs> so so he he didn't think it fit the character to have a beard. Yeah, ah. it's true. So do you do you know when a a beard becomes too much beard? I mean, it's all depend. Of course, it's a personal choice. To me, I would never be able to have these long goat beards that go all the way to the belly. No, it it, it seems like a. Like, it seems like just a bother. Things will get stuck there mm-hmm. and stuff. And I think just having a beard is a bother. I, I go every other week when I'm in Iceland, at least, I go I have some a professional, like, uh, trim it. Yeah. And while I'm here, I have my own, like, machine to trim it. And I it's, it's uh, I'm constantly uh, worried while I'm trimming it that I do it the wrong way, that I'm going too far or not far enough. So is it is it more bother than shaving regularly? Um, no, it's a similar bother, really. Uh, but, well, it might be more bother, but the the plus side of having a beard, at least in my case, is that I'm sexier with a beard, in my personal opinion, and also according to people who have told me. I would agree, and I um I started getting a whole new level of attention. Uh, right from men when I grew a beard um, because, I don't know, it was like, uh, because we, before, and yes, I did have a very twinky pass. I used to remove all of my body hair 
Wow. I didn't have chest hair. I didn't have arm hair. I didn't even have armpit hair. Um, Whoa. Yeah. I that's, would just, that's super twinky. I would remove it all. I would remove it all uh, because I was just trying to be something I wasn't. And then when I left Australia, I thought, you know what? I've never... Cause, cause, and this is not... I'm not saying my ex is a terrible person. He just preferred me to be clean shaven. It wasn't... But you, you know, are a hairy man. Jonathan. I am a very hairy man. Um, and, uh, when I left Australia, I was like, well, I don't have anyone to please. Uh, so I'm just going to see what happens. I'm going to see what it looks <laughs> I like. I don't have anyone to please. <laughs> I don't have anyone to please. So I'm just going to... Well, here I am in Iceland. Well, and I don't here I am. Anyone to please. Get a load of meat. Don't like it? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Well, um, get a load of meat. And that's, that's what I did. And so I grew a beard and I got all this attention from all these people who are like, oh my God. In fact, to the point where I recently discovered I have become a bear. Yeah, you've become uh, more of an otter though. Thank you. I appreciate that. I also appreciate the effort you've taken into learning those terms. Um, but um, yeah, I think I'm more of an otter. But I was so when I was at, uh, at at Kiki working on the bar, I got hit on so much. Oh, I got hit on so much. There was there was a guy who came up to the bar at one point and he said, "I'm a little drunk, but I just want to know um, uh, if I were to make a pass at you, would it be reciprocated?" And I said, "I'm really flattered, but I'm dating someone and I'm working." Um, yeah. And and he, he was like, oh, I actually came, this is, I'm not kidding you. He said, I came here tonight because somebody sent me a message saying, you've got to get to, to Kiki. There's a hot bear working at the bar. Oh, okay. That's and I was like, hot. I was like, oh, that's, 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 that's a nice compliment. It's um, not a hot bear. It's a hot otter or a hotter as we call them. Yeah, a hotter. Ah, oh, thank you. Yeah, I think I think we found the title of of this show, the hotter, <laughs> the hot otter, the hot otter. Um, uh, but uh, but okay. I will say I am nervous because of this whole doing drag thing. On Monday, I have to shave off my beard. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, well. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to film myself shaving it, and then I'm going to put it on YouTube, and I'm going to title it torture porn okay you'll get a lot of hits i think i will i think i will from all of the people who love hairy men i'll film it mm. and i might even film shaving my chest a bit as well it's quite a hairy chest yeah i bet a lot of people will crack a fat when they're looking at that <laughs> oh man so in answer to your question internet person when does a beard become too much beard? When it becomes a goatee beard, I think. I think a nice... Yeah. Well, I think it, more than a chin's also... width beneath the face is too much. More than a fist width, sorry. Accor according to you, because that's what you find attractive, but then it's, it's basically based on your taste. I couldn't, you know, <clears throat> tell them because I'm not going to, uh, I'm, you know, I'm not sexually interested in people with beards. I think you've got to keep the beard maintained i think that's like but i know, think like i would never tell gandalf to cut his beard because it totally fits him but i'm not gonna have sex with gandalf am i no really i might I mean, he... wouldn't you have sex with ian mckellen no we're talking about gandalf we're not talking about ian mckellen <laughs> if so. if gandalf trimmed his beard a bit 
I would consider it. Okay. Okay, so that was uh, the Ants of Agony. Yes, and now it's time for Operation Sex God. Well, I have been biking like a motherfucker. That is my only... Uh, it's my only sex god thing this week. I've been going everywhere like on a bicycle like crazy. I even mm-hmm. like biked for probably three hours straight the other yeah. day. And I walked for two hours straight the same night. So I just broke some sort of record there. Um, and uh, I've been staying away from the wheat and the sugar. But I have been drinking a lot of alcohol, which is not helping me. But uh, it's just it's just fun. It's fun over here. So... So I'm when when you get f- back to Iceland, are you just gonna go really hardcore? Like, have you been running? I think when I go back to Iceland, I'm gonna join you in uh, the whole sober thing. If you're still doing that, I am. I am still doing some sober. Um, I had. <laughs> I I went to this party last night. And I, uh, I I did a little sober. So uh, don't judge me or anything. It's you know the all the cool kids were doing it. I'm doing some. I could be more sober. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm drinking less, a lot less. Like yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not drunk at all on stage anymore. Um, and then I go home and go to bed. Um, but, uh, I am about to do a lot more sober because I've, I've been running every day this week. Um, and I've noticed that when you drink, you hurt more when you, even if you're not hung over, like if you wake up and you've just had like two beers. You, you just, it just, everything aches all the time. Like I could go to bed. It is, it is in Iceland right now. It is 6.30 PM. I could go to bed right now and I would probably not wake up until nine o'clock tomorrow morning. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. But I've been, I've been doing a lot of running. Yeah. I'm going to start running again um, as soon as possible. But the whole bike thing, it's just, it is Basically, I'm constantly working out on the bike, but it's not as uh, hard as are you, running. So, are you noticing so. any changes in your body? I um, have never really been that occupied by how I look. Mm. I mean, uh, uh, you know, of course, I, I have. I'm a sensitive human being, but. Uh, I, I never notice if I uh, gain weight or. Uh, or lose weight, and especially yeah. here, because I can't find the fucking scales in this house. Oh. Have you asked the guy here whose house I you're haven't. in? No, I haven't. But the, I live in a gay man's house. I would, I mean, I hope this is not like a prejudiced thing to say, but I would assume that this is like a scale thing, because yes, you but, people, okay. you take care of yourself. Okay, so here's the thing, right? <laughs> I, because I stayed in that house with you, that particular gay man happens to have what I like to call a God's metabolism. He looks oh, like yeah. the kind of person who never has had to diet his entire life. He is yeah. streamlined. He will always be able to eat everything he wants and he will be fine. And those yeah. people don't own scales. That's true. Because yeah, that those people also happen to have grown up with wonderful eating habits and they just go, oh, my pants feel a bit tight. I'm just going to have a little less of this for the next week and everything goes back to normal. Whereas, you know, the that, rest of us just go, oh, my pants feel a bit tight. I need to drink everything and eat all the bread to feel better. Yeah, also known as normal. Yeah, yeah. 
So that's why there are no scales in that house. I will tell you, I'll share something with you though. Recently, I had one of those aha moments, uh, as mm. Oprah calls them. Uh, and my aha moment was about other people and how they feel when you have gained weight that they need to tell you like you don't know. Um, oh, yes. Ouch. Yes. So it was recently after a gig, um, a drunk person came up to me and was giving me lots of compliments and how I'm so funny. And they also mentioned that I was quite an attractive person. And then they leaned in and they, they said, I got to tell you something. And I was like, yeah, what? And I leaned in and they said, you got to get your body back. And I went, I'm, uh, 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 go, go on. And they said, because you know, you're attractive and you're an Aussie and you're funny, but imagine if you were hot. Uh, oui. Yeah. I'm sorry about that, Jonathan. It was all right because I was like, I just said, yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. It's a process. It's every mm-hmm. day. Every step counts. Um, but I was like, why do you feel the need to say that to somebody? Um, that's, who are you helping? Like, yes, yes, I know. I've lived, I've lived a life that has had a lot of bread and a whole lot of booze. I Um, love bread. I love bread. (laughs) I'm... Jonathan, we're gonna have to end it here. Do yes. You have, uh, have you, do you have like a tiny little meaningful thing to say? In the... Yes, I do. I do. A year ago, two days ago, I left Australia, uh, and I had 17 kilograms of baggage, and and a whole lot of emotional baggage, uh, and I left, and I have not looked back. And when I do these podcasts, it makes me realize that I have achieved an adequate amount. I uh, am so glad that you feel that way. I think this podcast is one of the favorite moments in my week. Me too. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing this next week. And until then, crack as many facts as you can, Australians. Love us on Facebook. Love us like in... us in life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Peace out, motherfuckers. So yeah, um, this this is what we are, we are plugging. Uh, the Minority Report with Bilka and uh, Jonathan is at Gökerin every Wednesday, next Wednesday and this Wednesday at 9 o'clock. Check it out. And uh, on the August the 2nd, uh, Jonathan will be doing the drag show, drag show at Uno at uh, something o'clock, I think, nine. I forgot to check. He said it before in the show. And uh, on Monday, here in Berlin, I will be at something called Monday Night Mics. And it is on a club called Kleinot Bar, which is uh, somewhere on Niemetstrasse number 24. Uh, and then, uh, well, finally, but actually first, you should check out uh, 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 Rosenberg tonight, at this particular date, the 29th of July, 
There is something called Haha Vodafinter, where six comedians, including Jonathan and Bilja, and there's of course Snjólaug and Andre Ivas and Johannes, uh, they are doing. Um, his name is Johannes Torvi. What is his name? Johannes Ingi Torvalsson. Yes, 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 yes. That is his name. I'm sorry, Johannes. You know I love you. Uh, and. Um, <clears throat> And Ari Eldjörn, the king of Icelandic comedy, will be performing at the uh, Rosenberg tonight at 9 o'clock uh, at something called Haha ha It is in Icelandic, but it's fun anyway, and Jonathan will be in English, of course. And uh, that's it. I love you guys, baby. Yes, uh, you are cool. Uh, please come to me. Yes, I want you now. Please. Yes, 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 yes. I don't know what that was. Whatever. Bye. Þetta er skemmtilega alvarpstætti á nútímin.is. Takk fyrir að hlusta.